Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to A Call for Love. If you are a frequent listener, thank you for joining in again to a new year, 2024. And if you are a new listener, then welcome. Welcome to A Call for Love. And you may notice that there is no intro here. In episode 47, which was just last week, I talked about 10 life lessons I learned from 2023. And number three was growing out loud. I have grown this past year. I'm now celebrating one year. We together are celebrating one year of a Call for Love podcast. And that means growing out loud. I don't know. The intro did not suit me anymore. It was great. It was great to begin with. And now I'm just going to be organic. I just want it to flow each week just being authentically real where I am in my life in this moment and where we are in the world. And so today we're just going to dive straight in. And I wanted to also share with you that I had several people reach out about their 10 life lessons from 2023. And today I want to share one from Brenda. And she said, number one, first self-care. Daily meditation, yoga, walks in nature, and massages monthly. So that was her first lesson that she learned she's going to practice and what she needs for 2024. Number two is if it didn't feel right, she wasn't going to do it. It had to be nine out of 10 or not to do it. Number three, find moderation in everything and savor the chocolate. I hear you, sister. I love chocolate too. And I've really grown fond of dark chocolate. I don't know about everybody else, but they say it's better, antioxidants and all. So I'm enjoying dark chocolate when I can. Now, number four, she said, set aside time each day to be with her partner. Wow, this is a really good one. By appreciating him, kissing more, laughing more, and having more fun. Joy is definitely where it's at. Number five, under plan the number of events she was going to attend in one day and you know that allows for more spontaneity and I really like that you know we tend to overbook ourselves but I love the quote under promise and over deliver so I try to instill that in my life as well number six give the gift of presence listen to and understand rather than to respond you know as a school teacher it may sound a little corny, but I used to say, you know, you were given two ears and one mouth. You may have heard this. And I don't think we listen enough. So bravo, Brenda. Yeah, we want to listen more. We want to be more present to other people, looking them in the eye and really hearing what they need to say. Number seven, instead of buying gifts for friends, spend time together. And make that the gift. Make memories and not clutter. I tell you, I agree completely. I have too much stuff. But I want more time with people. I want quality time. The gift of their presence. Number eight. Brenda learned that she needs and enjoys surrounding herself with people who have similar interests. Yes, we want to be with those who really 
help us grow and help us shine. And we want to be with people who resonate with us. And that makes perfect sense. Number nine, alternate date night and movie nights weekly. You know, going to a comedy show and doing some things that are out of the ordinary. My One of my sons for Christmas gave us an experience for an escape room. And I was so excited because it's something I've never done. And it's really great to have first. So she learned alternate date nights. Number 10, people please less. And Oscar Wilde says, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. I don't know about you. I've said this many times in a call for love. People pleasing is not where it's at anymore. We have to be authentic and true in order to invite the right people for our journey by being who we are. And people pleasing is fake, right? It's not authentic. We don't want that. So Brenda shared her 10 life lessons for 2023, and I really appreciate it. So thank you, Brenda. Now for today, it's the one word intention for 2024. And last year in 2023, it was my second episode. I created a one word intention. It went so well, and it is a powerful influence in my life. And for many of those that I associate with, we often make, or every year we do make a one word intention. And I was on LinkedIn and I am friends with Amanda Horn. And she said that she abandoned New Year's resolutions in 2019 because she selects one word to guide herself on her personal and professional journey in her life. And they've served her well. Hers were 2019 alignment, just some ideas, 2020 surrender, 2021 connection, 2022 integration, 2023 movement. And this year, her word is knowing. Now, I've been asking people. That's Amanda's uh, words for the last several years. I have a friend and she says her word this year is courage. It's what she's gained on her travels. She went traveling and what she needs in her life. Courage to fight for her health, her treatment plan and what she needs for the love she needs and to be joyful. There's others who have said ease, open, hope. There's so many one words that you can invite into your life, especially for 2024. And you may have already decided your word, but I want to take some time here to help really break down how you are going to determine your one word intention for the year. Now, I shared in episode two, I will share the link in the show notes if you would like to go back, that in 2020, my word was transformation. And I even made a plaque and I'm holding it up for YouTube, for those who are watching visually, transformation. And once again, be careful the word you choose because wow, it was, I asked for what I got, right? I got what I asked for. So much transformation. It's good, it's growing, but you know, it's a little exhausting. Well, I didn't learn much from that because the next year, 2021, I picked resilience. Oh my goodness. The universe was very kind. 
I had to practice resilience over and over and over again from retiring from being an educator for over 30 years to the passing of my mom, my mother-in-law, and then my father-in-law. It was a year of resilience. And yes, I'm still standing, but after two years of very challenging one-word intentions, I learned better. I went to the other extreme. And in 2022, it was flourish. Flourish, as I had said, I flourished towards the end of the year. And you really need patience when you create a one-word intention. It's not something, you don't just snap your fingers and the universe delivers it, right? It's something that grows. It's something that grows like a seed in fertile soil. And so last year, I chose the word faith. Now, I really hummed and hawed about the word that I chose. I was thinking trust, believe, and I decided on faith. I decided on faith because I wanted something richer and deeper. And it was a beautiful word because I constantly had to remind myself where I am living. Am I living in the egoic mind of fear or am I in my higher self with spirit? Practicing faith. And so it was a really great word for me. I did vacillate between trust, believe, and faith, even though faith was on my beautiful rock that my friend painted for me. And I kept very close by so I could see it. Some days I just said, I'm going to trust more. I'm going to trust the universe. I'm going to trust that everything's going to be okay. I'm going to trust this moment. And sometimes... I wanted to use the word believe, which I feel is a very magical word, right? At Christmas time, many people, you know, celebrate and acknowledge Santa. And we always say, believe, believe, you know, it has a magical essence to it. And sometimes I chose believe, but in my core and my heart of hearts, faith was a really beautiful and powerful one word intention. And I don't take that lightly. I am not so much a God person, but more of a being, a spiritual, a universe, a source being. And I do feel really connected to oneness when I am in the place of believing, of trusting, and of faith. Now, this year's word is actually more than one word. But I'm not going to go into that just yet. I want to share with you my process for finding a one word intention. And the first thing I do is I look back. As I have shared with you, looking back at my words, how everything unfolded. And I look back and I reflect. It was a perfect example last week, last episode, number 47, the 10 life lessons I learned. I think it's really important, especially at the end of this um, year, to examine, to take a look. What did you learn? How did you grow? What are you looking forward to? So going back and celebrating your wins, acknowledging the tough parts, and thinking about how you've grown. It's like 
flipping through the pages of your own story, and they give such great insight. So the first thing is look back, look back at your year. Now, the next thing you ask is what does your heart desire? What does your heart desire for 2024? What really matters to you? And that might mean closing your eyes, not if you're driving, but when you have some time, closing your eyes and really asking this question, what does your heart truly desire? Your dreams, what you want for your relationships, your health, your finances, your sense of adventure. Imagine that you could have anything that you want. So really think abundantly. What does your heart desire? So number one is look back and learn. Number two, what does your heart desire? And number three is connect with your core. Really think about the principles and the values you hold. What lights up your soul? What lights you up? What gives you that adrenaline rush that, that gives you that pep that when you wake up in the morning, you want to get out of bed? And that's a great indication for your one word intention. It's like a compass, right? It's like a compass that points you towards where you want to go. In episode two, I shared the story about going to a travel agent. And I still love that story because we can't just ask a travel agent where we want to go and they guess. They're not going to know really what lights us up, what we want. And so when we have a clear vision, a clear purpose, then we can help the universe manifest that. It can, it can come to life, right? It's like the secret. Now, of course, there's so much debate about that, but you really have to live that vibration. And you need to know what you want. That doesn't come lightly. It takes some reflection. And then you got to try it on for size, right? Try it on. Sit with that word for a little bit. I almost think it's like a tattoo, you know? They say... Um, get a henna tattoo on your skin and look at it and feel it for a while. So try on your word for a while, you know, place it on a sticky note on your desk or on your mirror and think about it when you wake up in the morning. If it doesn't get you excited, if it doesn't bring you joy, you know, it's maybe something that you want to revisit and change and shift that word. I know I've asked it several people and they've told me one word and I'm like, great, I'm going to add it to my podcast. And then they message me the next day and say, oh no, I don't think so. I think I want this word. And that's so interesting because we really want to try it on for size. And the last step is dream big, but plan small. Break that one word intention, that big awesomeness into a tangible bite. Plan small, make it manageable. That's what I always say. Don't make it so big that it's unattainable. Like for instance, say, instead of saying abundant, millionaire, it's just not attainable 
for most people. You want to have a dream, but it needs to be relatable. It needs to be small enough that so you can attain it. And that is really important when you set your one word intention. You want to feel it out. It's like planting, as I said, a seed in fertile soil and watching it grow, watching your one word intention grow over the year. Now, for my word for 2024, it's actually two words, but it's a phrase that's basically one word because my one of my sisters said to me, well, can it be a phrase? We don't want to make it very complicated. Like I said, dream big, but plan small. But this is two very small words, which reminds me of my friend last year. Her word was she let go. And that's a poem that I read on a previous podcast episode, Letting Go. So I will share that link in the show notes. But my phrase is, I am. Yeah, I know. I was thinking joy. I was really motivated for the word joy. And then I was thinking connection. I really love those two. And then I thought I am. So I am a student and just love Dr. Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you know him, if you listen to his work, he has since passed, but I really do resonate with Dr. Wayne Dyer's message. And he has a meditation called I am manifestation. And I listened to it. I have been resonating with the phrase I am for several years. I've actually toyed with the idea of getting a tattoo about it on my skin. And I just can't decide on the font and the picture and where, so I haven't. But I really, really love I am. So let me share with you just the intricacies and background of why I am choosing I am this year. When you create an intention, you want it to be positive and you want it to be clear. Well, did you know that I am that I am is actually from the Old Testament? It's what God said to Moses. I am that I am. And we use that to replicate that we are one with source. And that we can create whatever we want with the intention of I am. So you could say, I am strong. I am courage. I am hope. I am love. I am peace. I am resilient. You can add any word beside I am to embody that essence of union with the universe. And so I feel like when I say I am, that I'm really making the intentional decision to connect with source, to connect with spirit, to connect with oneness. Because as they say, suffering comes from duality, from feeling separate. And feeling separate is feeling lonely, isolated, um, different. All those create suffering. But when you know you are connected, 
when you know you are part of the global collective consciousness, that you are one with source, then you are in that vibration of really divine energy. And I, once again, it's more of a spiritual belief that I have than a religious belief. I do believe, and I have seen, grown out loud on this podcast, that being of inner peace, being one with source is where I want to be, right? I want to be one with the collective consciousness. And I am is very powerful. I am, I am, I am. It's just like, that's it. I am. I am the essence of the spark of life that we all share. And that's what I am means. And so I'm choosing the phrase. I don't know if it's a phrase. It's kind of a meaning. It's like being with source. I am. And so that's my phrase this year. I am. I was lying in bed last night. And once again, I was toying with joy, which I just absolutely love. Connection, which I absolutely love. But I am contains both of those. I am is the highest vibration. It's connecting with the ultimate source and being one. And so I leave you with your one word intention. Share it with me. Let me know. I will share it next week on a Call for Love podcast. I'll share it in my newsletter. Let me know because I really get inspired by other people's one word intention. And you know, if you're anything like me, I'm like, oh, that would have been a great word. Oh, that would have been a great word. And then I can get sometimes convinced. But hang on to the word. Sometimes your first instinct is really a great instinct. And as I said, try it on for size. You know, sleep on it. Post it around, you know, your home and think about it. And then see if it resonates with you after a couple days. And then write it down. Print it. Now, I like it on a rock. You can print it on a piece of paper. You can be creative. You could paint. You could doodle it. But use your word and collect them over the years and you can see kind of your growth because the word that you chose often reflects your growth on the consciousness level of, you know, being on one end of the spectrum to really coming into your own, becoming self-actualized. And that's something that I find really fascinating. I'm so fascinated with how we grow and evolve. So wishing you good luck with your one word intention and always from my heart to yours, namaste. I've been noticing a huge shift in my life recently and I don't know if you've been feeling it too, but on my walk the other day, I became so aware of the changes within. I am feeling so much more peaceful, grounded and joyful. I feel like the heaviness is slipping away and my mind and heart are lighter. I've been using a couple of main strategies to really up-level my life. They are having this beautiful ripple effect. I created for free this inspirational 11-page guide 
the five keys to elevate your life. I've been working on these core strategies to elevate my whole life, and they are definitely taking root. I want to share them with you here today because I feel when you practice these, you're going to notice a huge change in your life too. You can log on to globalwellnesseducation.com or download it now for free, Global Wellness Education forward slash elevate. It is so beautiful. It's so inspirational. I'm super proud of it. I know that if you take it to heart, it will transform your life too. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message and subscribe to a Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.